What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome back to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast, hosted by none other than the two raddest dads on the East Coast. Well, I am actually doing it solo tonight. Um, tonight, we have a very special guest on. He's not only a rad dad, but also an American poet, novelist, and educator. Like many rad dads, his life changed with the birth of his child. Please welcome Joseph Fasano, the author and creator of The Living Poem. Joseph, welcome to the show. It's great, great to be here. Great to have you on. Um, you have quite the extensive background, which I, I read online. Um, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sort of many things, uh, but, uh, but I am a writer. And, and most recently, I've been doing this project for my son. You know, it's very funny because it was about two or three weeks before he was born. I started, you know, I'm not, I'm not tremendously big on social media, but I do, I do dabble every now and then. And I started posting these, these lines of, of poetry, which is not normally the medium by which I share my work. Uh, and, and honestly, when I started, it was very organic, and I didn't even really know that I was talking to my boy. And, you know, I, I looked up, you know, a couple of days into the project, and I said, I'm writing this thing for him. And it just has been a really wonderful way. And he was born a couple of weeks later. He came early. He surprised us a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's been a really wonderful way to to share my thoughts, to share some images, to to speak to him, to speak to my idea of him. And to just sort of let it grow and, and, and let it be. And of course, it's a document that I hope to, to leave for him, something he'll be able to read in the future. Uh, but, but for the time being, it helps me sort of get, get my thoughts and, and feelings uh, straight and, and out there. And it's just been a really, really rewarding project, mostly because it's been wonderful to hear from other people, fathers, mothers, um, you know, people that it resonates with for, for all different reasons. So it's, it's been a lot of fun. Very that rewarding. is that that is amazing uh, i i can tell you from experience uh when when your son is old enough he will absolutely 100 percent appreciate mm. the words that you've 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 written for him mm. um i too when my kids were born um created email addresses for i have three girls so i created email addresses from when they were born and it wasn't every night maybe once a week um, I just shoot off an email to their to their inbox. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So when they when they come of age, and l lately they've been, you know, going into their inboxes and checking out some of, some of the messages sent. Um, but yes, the, he will absolutely one hundred percent appreciate those words. That's really amazing. So they have their little little letters from dad waiting. Yes. There. Yep. Wow, that's beautiful. I love yep. that. So you know, family uh, family photos. I like to share with them and that's something that they'll have and it's theirs. I think in a way it, 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 you know, it's everybody goes through that journey right in life where you, you slowly humanize your parents and you slowly realize, Hey, these are, these are people, they did the best they could, you know, this or that might not have been perfect. And something about these documents, whether it's a longer kind of letter or email that you're leaving or these, these lines of poetry, I, I hope that, yeah, the, the, the kids, as they grow up, they can look and say, you know, hey, this was this was the state of mind, you know, my father was in at this at this moment uh, as he was trying to figure out, you know, what to do and how to give me a bath, <laughs> all those things, you know. So I'm very kind of honest and open about the, you know, the imperfections of it, which is part of, you know, part and parcel of doing this project on something like Twitter, which, of course, I am as ambivalent about that platform as everybody <laughs> is that, you know, you can't really you can delete, but you can't really make any corrections. 
And, right. and, you know, there, there's something about parenting, of course, that's like that. You can, I always say, you know, you could, if you do something that you don't like on Tuesday, you can do something different on Wednesday, but you can't take Tuesday back. So it's, it's very interesting the way I'm just kind of letting it all hang out there. It's, 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 uh, it's a new, new thing to me, but I think it's part and parcel of, of being a father. Raw and uncut, because everything right. we do, it's, it's, you know, trials and tribulations. Um, That's right. Something we talk about on the podcast is we go through our journey of being fathers. Um, there's no book for us. There's mm -hmm. no manual for us. It's, you know, what we raised, what we were raised, what we saw when we were being raised worked, you know, that our parents, how they raised us. And you try to incorporate that in, in you our daily lives or your daily lives ra raising your son. So what works for, for a colleague, you know, them raising their kids may not necessarily work for, for you or, or for me. Absolutely. So, and you know, the generational stuff too, as you mentioned, is so, so interesting, right? You know, every, every generation is so different. You know, I think about my son, I think about, you know, the ideas that, for example, I, inherited of, 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 of masculinity. And that word is such a, you know, a word that gets dragged through the mud, um, you know, nowadays. And of course, there are things we need to do to always be thinking about what it is to be a man. But but there's so much in that that needs to be celebrated, you know, and and so that's something that that I think about a lot, you know, what what, um, you know, what it is to, to what things do you want to pass on? What things right. do you want to change as the generations go on? And, you know, how can you, how can you, how can you learn really? It's, it's, it's what it's about. You know? Right. So how has becoming a father changed your life? And what I, I know you're, I think you said eight weeks in. Yeah. Eight and, weeks. and what has it taught you besides lack of sleep? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you know, it, it, it's funny because there was one, line of that poem that I'm writing for him. And it, I was up late and it was daddy's shift and I was with the boy and he was not going down. And I it occurred to me to write the line, I don't mind if you leave me sleepless. I've been asleep my whole life. You know, it's the feeling that um, it's get it, it's getting me out of my own mind, you know, and, and I'm sure we all know that feeling of getting really caught up in our own mental processes. Um, something I struggle with a lot. You know, sometimes it's a good thing to be in my mind when I'm creating my work and other times it's just a burden. But, you know, when you have a child, it, you you are living for that other person. It's it's very much not about you anymore. It's about, um, you know, how do I get food in my system just so that I can be there for, for him or for her? And so that has been really a salvation, I have to say, that 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 feeling of, of, of really having to be there for somebody else. You know, people have have kids at different stages in life. Um, I'm going to be 40 in a few weeks and I very much feel, you know, this is something I've wanted for a while. So, right. so even the, the troubles and the sleeplessness and everything still, you know, it just feels like a blessing to me. It's, you know, get me out of my head. Um, you know, what can I do to try to listen to this little, little human being, you know? And, and that has been really, really wonderful. I have to say, you know, it is an amazing feeling. I, I, uh, I, Something that I, I sometimes, my wife and I, we talk about that I do miss those, those little oohs and ahs, you know, mm -hmm. when, they, when they were they're peanuts, they're tiny little peanuts. Yeah. So that, that is, uh, that is missed. Mm -hmm. um, so what challenges, I know, fresh, what challenges have you faced so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, let me think about challenges. I mean, other than the little things, it's, you know what, you know, what occurs to me to say it's, it's 
you know, when my son was born, he's totally fine now, but he had a little possible problem with his kidney. And, you know, you go to the specialist. And that night, I got a call from the doctor at 730. Everything was fine. But I had, I tell you, I have never felt that kind of fear before. You know, when it's you get that call from a doctor after hours, you've been afraid for your own life before. I've been in motorcycle accidents, this, that, and the other. Never a fear like there might be something wrong with my child. And so it's a challenge, but it's also a great opportunity for a kind of spiritual growth, right? You know, how much can you control? How much do you really have to let go? So that's something that I that I think about. And my, my wife and I talk about that. You know, I'm somebody who, um, as an artist, uh, I, I have this sort of what I think of sometimes when I'm well, I have this balance between letting things be and then also trying to, you know, get my hands on something and whether it's wrestling a poem into form or wrestling my life into form. But with the child, it's this wonderful kind of interesting and yes, challenging dance of, you know, what do I what do I have control over? What do I let go? Uh, and I'm sure, of course, he's only eight weeks, you know, as they get older and the personalities come out, you really have to have to navigate that in, in, in different ways. So that's definitely what I would say. First thing that comes to my mind in terms of a, a challenge, I hope a rewarding one, but definitely a challenge. Uh, and and it's 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 a learning one as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you learn a lot about yourself, that's for sure. Yes, uh, they do test the patience. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Yes, I, 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 there's a whole journey ahead. <laughs> if you can, if you can avoid Legos, avoid the Legos, because when you're when you step on those Lego pieces, <laughs> boy, the stars come out. <laughs> oh Lord! So, um, one of the challenges we face as dads is is the work life balance. Right. How have you been able to effectively balance your time with work and and your family? The first thing is on a very practical level. Um, so I'm a professor and uh, my university, my primary university, I teach at a few different places, but my primary university where I have my professorship, they gave me paternity leave for the whole semester. It was astonishing and, and really, really wonderful. So wow. I've been able to be there and, and to really, you know, and that gets into a whole other conversation because I talk about this with my friends. Some of them are fathers, some of them are not. And really what it is as a society to, to, to value and to invest in the next generation, right? To not just repeat the same problems that we have again and again. And we have certain values as Americans, uh, you know, the work ethic, right? The, the sort of you're, you're, you're only seen in this country, you know, as, as, as doing your job if you're tired, if you're bewildered, if you're sort of right. those are all seen as virtues. But, you know, what can we do? Uh, to really, really invest in the next generation? These are big questions and these are big, can be tackled from many different angles. That said, um, my work as a writer is always difficult to balance with any of my interpersonal relationships. You know, my wife is a hero. She really understands, you know, she's got an artist's soul too. Um, what, it's, what it is for me to, you know, I got to go work on a book or I'm working long hours, you know, on, on something. And that's a very immersive, solitary experience. So I have to say, since my son has been born, I've been working on this project that I'm able, you know, this living poem that I post on Twitter that I've been able to write in certain installments. There's a practical reason for that, too. You know, I, I write novels as well. And before my son was born, that involves waking up in the morning. You know, you, you have put in a 12, 13, 14 hour day on the book. And I have certainly have not been able to do that since my son. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how how that 
all of that, you know, how I keep all those plates spinning, uh, my writing, my teaching, my being a, a good husband and partner, my being a good father. So you're definitely talking to somebody who's, who's you know, making step one, step two, step three on, on that phase of my life. So, uh, you know, so we'll see. But, but it, it's, it's, um, it's something that I think, let's put it this way, it, it, it's giving form to my life in a way that I've, I've, I want. I want this challenge right now. That's, that's great. Like I've gone as far as I can, whether it's in my art or in my life, um, you know, just sort of uh, wrestling with myself, you know, it, it, it is. So I, I want to, you know, sing those those deeper songs now that involve compromising for other people and really being there and having to be a, you know, a, a leader and a listener. So to touch on something you mentioned before, um, you mentioned that the university that you're at, they, they actually gave you paternity leave. And that's not something that that, you know, we are accustomed to. Yeah, not at all. So um, I'm 42 years old and I, the, the, the contract I used to work for, my boss was excellent guy, very old school. Uh, we started having kids at 29. Mm -hmm. So I asked my boss for two weeks off when my, my wife was, was due. Mm -hmm. Today, you know, I like to be there the day the day before, and then two weeks after that, I'll be back. And he and he had this look on his face. I said, "Is is everything okay?" He goes, "When my when my daughter was born, I was out here on this roadway. Uh, I got the call. I went to the hospital. I met my wife. My my child was born, and I came right back to this office." <laughs> Yes, yeah, see, that's that's exactly what I mean, right? It's like crazy. There's a part of me. This is very complicated and layered, right? Because there's a part of me that has, uh, you know, we're roughly the same age. I grew up in a generation where it's like part of me wants to applaud that because I've inherited the idea that that's a virtue. Right. That's a man who goes back to work. Another part of me says we really need to take stock of what we consider virtues and why we consider them virtues. You know, sometimes what we do, and I'm not certainly not saying this is what happened with your boss. I don't know the man at all, but sometimes we take our fears and we alchemize them into what we consider to be virtues. Maybe it's hard to be there for your kid in the first week or two weeks or three weeks. And we want to say, well, I'm not going to say it was hard for me to be there. So I'm going to say I went to work. Went to work. <laughs> you know, again, this That's is true. This, it's there are other layers too, which is you right. know you have a job, you got to put money on the table. I mean, I, I'm fortunate that you know the 13 years that I put in at my university, that I was able to get this time. Um, but so so anyway, interesting, right? It's very interesting to think about those things, and and especially as men, you know what, and men of of our age, I would say that right. what are what have we inherited as certain ideas? And I look at my son, I look at my son's eyes, and I think you know I want to learn. I want to learn which parts. Um, are good and which parts are, you know, really need to be picked apart and, and not passed along, you know, but my father did a very great job with me. I mean, he's a great guy. As a matter of fact, um, my, my little boy just, as I said, just spent uh, two days visiting with my mother and my father. He hadn't been up there into the Hudson Valley where I'm from. So he had a great, he had a great time with them. My parents are really great. They have eight now. They have eight grandchildren. Now. Wow. <laughs> they have a full house when vacation comes out. Especially the holidays, huh? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. 
So is there is there a, a special meaning to your to your son's name? Is there a reason why you, you chose uh, uh, Leonardo? You know, it's it, I I love the sound of that name, and um, it was actually there was a book that I was writing, and, and my wife and I um, last summer we were on the beach. It was wonderful. We were just sort of sitting and thinking about names, and and we had a name picked out for a little girl, and actually she picked it out, and it's beautiful, and. Of course, I'm not allowed to tell it. One day, perhaps that'll be true. <laughs> and um, and she, I said, well, what about a boy? You know, and she said the name, and it was the same name that I was, you know, sort of inserting into a certain character in one of my novels. So it was just one of these magical moments. And I hadn't thought about this consciously, but as the as the you know weeks have gone by, I think also about uh, Leonardo da Vinci. I think about the idea of someone who embraces both the artistic world and the sort of world of rational scientific thought. And in my life, and my wife is the same way, we think a lot about psychological integration and what it is to not buy into a certain culture of commodification where we internalize the idea that you have to be this one thing or that one thing. Right. Or I'm left-brained, I'm right-brained. All of these can be wonderful descriptive mechanisms to think about what kind of person you are, but they could also become very self-fulfilling and, and limiting mechanisms in education and otherwise. So somehow that name for me embodies uh, the kind of permission to be to be at all, you know, be whatever you want to be. Um, so so that's part of it. That's part of it. Names are always mysteries, but I would say that's that's the, the conscious part of it. Very nice. So well, I like it. Very interesting. Um, so. Have you thought of any family traditions that you'd like to continue or start with your with your son? That that's a great question. You know, it's a funny one. It's a small one. It's a little thing. But do you know the the old Bing Crosby movie White Christmas? Do you know that film? Yes. So every Thanksgiving, after my family and I have dinner together, we kick off the Christmas holiday season by watching that film. And there's something hokey about it and there's something, but it's a small, I don't know why that's the first thing that popped into my mind, but there must be some meaning if it did. And that's something I think about my family gathered around to watch that movie. And I, and I have a little vision of my boy being involved in that too. So that'd be a nice little thing to pass on. There are bigger things and more meaningful things, but sometimes it's the little. The no, little it, it definitely is the little things. Absolutely. Definitely is the little things. So now we're going to get into our Rad Dad's Rapid Fire Round. Okay. All right. So favorite book? Oh, my goodness. My favorite book. Uh, well, you know, I'm a really, really big Cormac McCarthy fan. So I'm going to say at the moment, uh, I'll say All the Pretty Horses by Cormac McCarthy. All right. Uh, favorite food? Favorite food. Well, my Italian family will condemn me for not saying <laughs> but I am my, my comfort food ever since I was a, a boy is just crappy. If I can say that take out Chinese American Chinese food, it's a feel good thing for me. My wife knows if I'm having a bad day, don't even make dinner. <laughs> you just that's it. <laughs> You're definitely going to be condemned by the family. Because <laughs> I too am from uh, Italian descent. I picked um, it up. <laughs> is it the, the first name or the last name? <laughs> oh. Uh, favorite sports team? You know, I'm not a huge sports guy anymore, but I grew up uh, – I grew – it was funny because I grew up 
liking the New York Jets. And I was a family, and a fa- I had to be different. My family <laughs> were Giants fans. And I still tell you a very quick short story. I remember going to, oh, we must have been kids, went to JCPenney or Macy's or something. And my father was buying us all winter coats. And he said, okay, you know, he took us to the sports coat section. Here are these blue coats. And they're, of course, Giants coats. I didn't know any difference. I needed to be different. So I said, I want the green one. And my father, this is the kind of guy my father is. He never said, no, you have to do this, you have to do that. And that extended all the way to my adult life. You know, he never said, oh, you want to study this in college or whatever. So he bought me the green coat and I was condemned. <laughs> Maybe he knew what he was doing. I was condemned to be a Jets fan until I let that go. <laughs> oh, very funny. So favorite dad moment. I know everybody says it, but that birth is unbelievable. Yes. You know, he, he came into the world and we were in a beautiful room. It was right as the sun was setting and, you know, just there's nothing like it. And that's probably why everybody says that there's, there's just absolutely nothing like that moment when he takes his first breath and makes his first cry. And it's wonderful. Yes, I'm going to have to agree. I had three of those moments. <laughs> they were all different in their own ways. Uh, yes, yes. Actually, the, la- the last one, she, 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 she was a surprise. She came early. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had her challenges, but healthier than an ox right now. Great. Fantastic. Uh, so I know that you haven't been on a family vacation yet because she, uh, the, uh, Leonardo's is new. But anything that you've done in the past or would like to continue? Yeah, you know, it's um, so we go out. His his mother's uh, family is out in Sag Harbor and we go out there and visit a lot. And we took him very briefly to the beach. I took him to where uh, I asked his mother to marry me. Um, oh, very nice. I took him out there and. Of course, he's a winter baby, so he's, what is this sunlight? Uh, you know, he, he wasn't having it for too long. But we got some <laughs> photographs, and we said, all right, buddy, we'll, we'll take you back uh, this summer. You'll be a little bit older, and you'll have a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. Best dad joke. Okay, so it's very funny because my young, uh, younger brother, one of my younger brothers, I have three brothers, bought me a book of horrible dad jokes. Now I'm yet to crack it open. Okay. So I'm going to put, you know, a to be continued on this one. But Absolutely. I, 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 I will accept it. I have the merchandise. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in prepared for all of the, the hokiness of dadhood. So, so you got to have the new balance shoes with the high white socks, right? And, and the shorts. I have, I have my wife looked at me. I, this was before even the baby was born. I was, oh, it was one of these mornings and, you know, and I was heading out to work and I looked down and I had gray New Balance sneakers on, (laughs) (laughs) slacks, and she said, oh boy, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I like motorcycles. I had an old Chevy when I was growing, you know, and now she looked at me the other day and I'm driving this new, you know, this Mazda. And she said, you're a dad now. And I said, I don't care what I look like I, as long as he's safe. That's <laughs> it. That's all that matters. Safe, healthy. That's it. Yeah. doesn't matter. It's all about, it's all about the kids. Mm-hmm. It is. And it should be. Yes, absolutely. So final question, which uh, we ask all dads. So if you can impart a word of wisdom to all other fathers, what would it be? Communicate. That's in one word, I would say really create a house in which there are no necessary silences 
or the silences are not full of any fear. That a really, I, I will say, I want to create a house and a world in which my son doesn't feel that he has to be afraid of any part of himself. And that's something that I'm, I'm going to really work toward and be mindful about every day. And I can't say it's wisdom yet because I'm working on how to do it, but that's something that, um, that I really value and that I really want to strive. No, that's, that's very important, super important. That communication, that open dialogue, the transparency, the trust, mm-hmm. that, is, that is paramount because you want to know if there's something that is irking your child. Right. You know, I want him to feel safe to. Right. Even now he's a baby. He doesn't understand. But when he he'll cry and he'll and, and I'll, I'll jokingly say to him, get it out. Good communicating. You know, <laughs> say whatever you want to say. Every feeling is OK, because this that's really what it is. You know, they have whole worlds in them. And, you know, when a child feels it's OK to have privacy and secrets, even and all that stuff. But when they feel they can't speak it or, or, or share it. Um, that 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 really doesn't go well. So so that's that's really the primary thing I think that I want to focus on. Excellent. Well, Joseph, I want to say thank you very much for coming on. It was a pleasure meeting you. I hope we can uh, do this again sometime in the future to see where you're at with the uh, the uh, living poem. Um, I, I, I was doing a little reading before. Just amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you so much, Sal. This has really been a a great chat, and it's wonderful to talk to somebody who's you know, got the same, same, same mysteries that you're navigating to as a father. So yeah, I'm sure we'll reconnect in the future at some point and, and I'll have stories to tell. So one, uh, actually one last thing, where can our listeners find you? I know your, your books and, and poems, poetry. So my website, which is just josephfasano.net has some links to my, uh, my books and things like that. And on Twitter, I'm, I'm tweeting out the, the new poem at stars underscore poem. Uh, but my main account, which is just Joseph underscore Fasano underscore, it's all it's all there and everything can be linked to. And I'm on Instagram and stuff like that, too. But really, my website, josephfasano.net, is a great place to, to find things, and links to books and, and poems and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's um, it's out there to be to be found. Thank you very much. 